Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. And welcome to episode 204 of Geek Town Radio. I'm back this week with... Matt! How are you doing? Hi, David. How are you doing? I'm good. <laughs> good, I'm good, good. Yeah, good. Uh, yeah it's been a crazy big week for us over uh, at Geek Town just because the amount of renewals and cancellations, as is always the case at the start of Upfront's week, is completely insane. So I've been incredibly busy, but what have you been up to? Uh, well, I slept slightly better last night because Liverpool didn't win the Premier League. <laughs> I saw that, yes. And uh, yeah, it's been, I think, now 30 years since Liverpool won the league, and it would just be fun to see that number continue to go up. <laughs> uh, plus the fact that Man United lost, but we didn't have anything to play for. So uh, yeah, it's it's time for Man United to go and rebuild in the... In the uh, yes, yes. Yeah, season, the transfer they're, window. They're not doing particularly well about you at the moment. No. But um, rather than talk about lots of football here, they, you have got a new football podcast coming out, haven't you? Yeah, it's out on iTunes now. It's called The United Cast. There's uh, the launch episode and the first episode. So launch episode explains what I'm going to be talking about and uh, like the schedule and all, all that basic information. And then the first episode is uh, Paul Pogba, uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, and uh, just, yeah, just some other bits and pieces for the first episode. Uh, I'm going I'm to do a second episode at some point this week talking about, you know, the now that the season's finished kind of wrapping things up for that but there will be some other episodes coming but um, yeah I mean I knew we didn't have anything to play for Man United so whether we won or lost was of no real consequence but yeah yeah, when Brighton did go on and up I thought oh god I am going to see Liverpool lift, lift the league and then they went 2-1 up I was like oh it's it's fine so yeah yeah, that was pretty good so what else this week super hot VR uh, you can actually get it in just a normal game form I suppose if, yes. if you call it that yeah I know it's been uh, flat which, around for a while which is on I'm sure it's on PC somewhere it's it on is, Xbox yeah. One uh, I don't think it's on Switch it's on PS4 as a normal version and you can get it on PSVR uh, for the PlayStation VR thing cool really really like it essentially the idea of it is if you don't know what Superhot VR is or Superhot itself it's essentially this shooting game where you have two hands in front of you and obviously you've got the two move controllers so you control the, the two hands you pick up guns pick up throwing stars and uh, bottles and all sorts of things and when you stop moving time stops moving so yes. any bullets yeah. at the enemies are shot any bullets that you you've shot their movement and then essentially at, at the speed that you move is the speed that everything else moves so if you intentionally move slowly if you want to like carefully dodge some bullets you can do that the one thing that like you have to kind of consider is if you've got let's say you've got a pistol and the guy's got a pistol and you go to shoot and like fast forward time your bullets still travel at the same speed as theirs so there's a lot yeah. of different there's a lot of different like tactical things you do have to think about 
And obviously I've got to that point where I have to think a bit more tactically. And then it gets a bit more difficult later when like guys come out with like shotguns. So of course that spreads and there's like six bullets and they're all kind of going in different directions or sort of spread out towards you. And you have to sort of dodge that. Just have to really tactically consider like, okay, what is my, what is my next move? It's a bit, a little bit like a, a, a chess game in a way where you stop the time and then you look around and you think, okay, I've got this gun. How many bullets roughly has it got left? Uh, there's a throwing star down there. Can I get to that before that bullet hits me? All, all that kind of stuff. And that guy hasn't shot yet and he's walking around. When's he going to shoot? Yeah. <laughs> and that sort yeah. of thing. I'm having a lot of fun of it with it. It's, it is getting to that kind of difficult stage, but it just sort of evolves and there's more or less people and then there's more or less weapons, that sort of thing. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. Have you played? Uh, I haven't. No, um, I've, I've looked at it a few times, but I haven't actually picked it up yet. Uh, it may be one that I go and try in VR because it sounds like it would be an interesting one to play in PSVR. So uh, I'm, I might go and look that up at some point when I have some free time. Cool. Uh, dead to me. Um, you said you saw the... the yeah, uh, so I've watched all of this. Yeah, I've actually yeah. seen all of it now. I watched it all. I think I, think I finished it all on one of the Sundays. I think it was like last weekend. Um, I went to watch it on Friday after I, I did like a podcast or, or something I did on Friday. But I was kind of literally too tired to start and it was that, that situation where you think like okay if I just go to bed it'll you know I can watch it next day or whatever and I managed to watch just one episode on the Saturday and then the Sunday I, I, I had a bit more time and I thought like okay I'm just gonna sit here and let this play because the, the first episode really really hooked me in essentially on the Saturday it was like huh I might like I might watch like three of these and then play like Metal Gear Solid or go and play play something else and then you know sort yeah. of like watch a bit take a break maybe do something else and then yeah it just kept leaving you on like small cliffhangers and then yeah. five four three two one new episode it is a, it is a yeah. really bingeable show that it um, is, yeah. th- th- there's some lovely little twists at the end of each episode and i really enjoyed it should we explain what it is we've sort of not said <laughs> yeah yeah about. we've not really um, said about it go on is it judy the main character's name i think that's her name i think so uh, yes. she gets her, her husband run over in a hit and run that's not a spoiler because that's part of the plot and then she meets this friend later at this like grief counseling group and they sort of like start bonding and things and there's secrets and Yes. other things in there um, I'm probably making it sound quite boring but it is really really quite good and then things just kind of spiral from there yes uh, and there's, can't there's really say lies. much more than that because yeah. <laughs> there's, there's sort of like other lies and things in there and it will uh, it will quite surprise you um, yes. it's I think 10 episodes and they're 30 minutes each so really just kind of short and sweet so yeah, uh, and Netflix is really good at, at doing those sorts of seasons yeah yeah I yeah, hope it gets a second season because yeah that cliffhanger really good yeah yeah. and then the other thing is Metal Gear Solid 2 I did recently play um, was it Metal Gear Solid 1 on the PlayStation Classic I actually got rid of the PlayStation Classic and brought the trilogies for both for the Sly Cooper and for uh, this Metal Gear Solid trilogy collection it's got 2, 3 and Peace Walker Peace Walker isn't called number 4 I think it takes place after 4 or something uh, I've got Metal Gear Solid 4 as well and I also got the Sly Cooper collection uh, those are all the HD PS3 uh, releases although oh, cool. I think I think Metal Gear Solid is actually a PS3 game uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 sorry is actually a PS3 game right um, the good thing is like once you can get past the outdated awkward sort of old gameplay of Metal Gear Solid 1 you'll be fine for the rest of them because it kind of evolves it and the graphics get slightly better and you you can see sort of how the series kind of evolved over time yeah in a way um, I mean because I remember playing Metal Gear Solid 5 before the others and a lot of people said like look the plot doesn't make entirely that much sense you can go back and play the old ones but you can also play number 5 um, and looking at what Metal Gear Solid 5 is I'm very interested to see like what, what 3 does and Peace Walker and 4 and all the others but uh, yeah it's 
essentially the way you play as uh, the classic PlayStation character, Solid Snake, uh, although the games are on Xbox now, so whatever. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, he's essentially got all these sort of uh, missions that he goes on, and there's a lot of... Uh, Crawling around under boxes in those games. Yeah, yeah and trying, trying to hide, and you have to sort of, uh, you know, you've got like tranquilizer darts and stuff yeah. and all sorts of gadgets, and you have to one make of, your way through One of my, my favourite cosplays I, I saw when I was down at MCM last time was a guy as Solid Snake and his costume was basically combat trousers, a bandana around his head, no shirt on, and a box over his head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, can, you can pick up boxes to hide it and stuff. It's funny because yeah. uh, the scene where you play as somebody else and uh, this character, this villain comes up to you and she's like, oh, is your friend that one who I've seen hiding in the box? <laughs> sort of thing. So it's uh, it's kind of a erotic joke. But yeah, with like Kojima's really kind of, uh, I'll call him weird and wonderful. I think that's the yes. uh, best sort of thing to call it. He just introduces these like crazy characters like ninjas with swords and these like vampires and stuff and all sorts of like weird and interesting characters um and like someone pops up and maybe you do recognize them from the first one maybe you don't and you're like okay who is you who, who are you what's your role and do you want to kill me there's a bit of a twist in metal gizlo too with some of the, the character changes or what you do uh but i won't kind of spoil any of that but no i'm really really enjoying it so far Good. And I can't wait to see all the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, that's what I've been up to. Yeah, so not much gaming-wise, just as I said, I've been very busy writing this <laughs> right. week. Uh, yeah. But um, TV-wise, Lucifer Season 4 came out on Netflix. And uh, I I mean, I adore that show and was gutted last year, almost exactly this time last year, when uh, mm. Fox cancelled it and then Netflix rescued it slightly later on. It is now back for a fourth season only the fourth season on Netflix the other three seasons are still on Amazon because the rights deals internationally haven't been figured out yet so we're from seasons one to three on Amazon Prime season four on Netflix uh, that fourth season's really interesting because it's ten episodes and obviously on Fox it was a 22 episode or 24 episode series so it was a long run and there were a lot of filler episodes in between that of you know because uh, the, the basic premises for those of you that haven't seen is essentially the devil gets bored in hell leaves hell goes to los angeles opens the nightclub starts working with the police to help them solve crime that's the setup of it so in its essence it is kind of a procedural underneath everything else so you can have quite a lot of sort of those filler episodes although there is usually an overarching story which pushes everything forward having it cut down to 10 episodes is really interesting because unlike a lot of netflix shows where less is usually more like the marvel netflix series you know could always there, there was always mm-hmm. slightly too much filler you could have knocked them down to 10 episodes with this i kind of felt i could have done with a couple of episodes more not like a full 22 episode season but it could have maybe done with 14 episodes just a little bit more character building because it seems like what they've done is taken the feature episodes out of the 22 episode run you know the things that do bounce the plot forward the over overarching plot forward and it's all that but you do feel like it's missing maybe a little bits of character development along the way and it could possibly have done with two or three more episodes just to kind of embed the narrative a little bit more but it's still excellent overall i mean really thoroughly enjoyable and i'm very very appreciative to have it back and i want them to make more of it they do end it in such a way which could be a show finale or could be you know because they're obviously hedging their bets about whether it's going to come back or you know could easily they'll find a way to carry it on um but 
yeah i mean uh, if you're a fan of lucifer certainly if you're a fan of things like um supernatural which you know obviously we know is coming to an end go and watch lucifer because it, it has a very similar audience to it i think and uh, it's certainly well worth watching it's getting more and more interesting as it goes through the season so um, yeah that's season four which is on netflix the other thing i watched was the society you started watching this as well haven't you, you i did yeah how yeah. much have you seen i've only seen the first episode so far i okay. started, started i've seen watching five it of them oh wow okay yeah, so okay. um yeah i mean interesting intriguing premise it's basically a modern take on lord of the flies group of kids are in this uh town with their parents there is a weird smell in the town they get put on buses and sent away to camp for the week well the environmental protection agency come in and check what this smell is whilst they're traveling the road gets blocked they get sent back to the town dropped off and everybody else is missing apart from the kids that were on the buses that's the basic setup for it and the story moving forward is is how they deal with being left alone mm. essentially with, with everything basically yeah yeah uh, just you know they've they kind of how they cope how they set up a new society how they cope with kind of the fact that they've obviously have limited food supplies whether the power's going to run out you know all that sort of stuff so um it's an interesting premise it's kind of a mix between the 100 and lost in some respects i guess those that's are good, yeah two sort of it. touch points i would probably put on it because it's got this the sort of weird ethereal you're not entirely sure what's going on feeling of lost to it but then you have these group of kids that that are kind of left on their own. So, uh, you know, those early seasons of the 100, which was the similar kind of premise of a group of children and how they they cope. Stranded, how do they figure it out? So, um, yeah, I mean, I I was really intrigued by the first episode. Go and watch the rest of it. It's, uh, what, 10 episodes in total? So uh, I'm assuming you... These are an hour, though. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, hour long. I'm assuming for five episodes in, you're enjoying it so far. I am, yeah. It is is slow in places, and they are trying to... Well, of course, with like a first season, you have to kind of build your characters a bit, and with them having so many of them... Yeah, there are a lot. Like, what are you going to do with everybody? It is quite interesting, the basic premise of like, okay, these kids are, I would say, trapped maybe in in this. Yeah. in this sort of trapped. place um, but trapped in like an area of a town where they do have shops and they do have like kitchens and uh, some of the houses and buildings and things like that because the hundred they were just in the woods weren't they yeah think, yeah so the this start. this they do have a town and there is I think they mentioned in episode one there's like a hospital and there are, there are shops and supplies left but I mean obviously they're limited because there's nobody bringing new stuff in so and then there is this thing of uh, okay people are going to disagree on how to run things because they do have to come up with their own community their own one way of uh, running things and uh, what rules rules we're going to have, who's going to be in charge, and why, yeah. uh, and that's and that sort of stuff takes up a lot of time. So they've got a, they got a challenge where you've got to balance how much time do we spend figuring out how to get back, and how much time do we spend figuring out how to run things? Because while they're continuing to figure it out, they will still be living there. So how do they sort of you know continue to actually do that? Some of the characters are more interesting than the others, and you do have these like jock type of characters where they're trying to be all sort of brute force and like take control and all that. And some of them are in positions where they can do that, and some of them aren't. But um, it'd be interesting to see kind of where it goes. Yeah, I'm, I, that's sort of one of the things that drives me forward is whether they actually reveal anything of why they are stuck there, because that's the sort of weird bit, whether you're going to get any re- revelations 
reasons as to to what caused them to be stuck there in the first season or whether that's going to be something which is held right until the very end and they end it there is one thing these characters have i can't say it on the on the podcast because it'll be a spoiler but there's one thing that they haven't tried which i thought they would try straight away mm. so i'm interested to see if they actually try to do that but yeah uh, yeah that's called the society that's as i say 10 episodes it's on netflix uh worth going to have a look be prepared for it to be a little bit slow but you you know you've only just met these characters who are they who likes who and yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. all that sort of stuff so, so. Uh, interesting kind of world and interesting building experience for that mm. that's all the stuff we've been doing this week we're now going to move on to the tv and film news which is a little bit different this week so tv and film news this week we'd usually say we start this off with the cancellations renewals and pickups but the entire <laughs> thing is basically cancellation renewals and pickups this week because this week we have upfronts in america and for those of you that don't know what upfronts are this is the week when the big five US networks all announce the shows which have been cancelled and renewed and uh, more importantly the new shows they've picked up and the new things that they're going to be coming over the next 12 months essentially. So the Friday before Upfronts, which is the Friday just gone, they basically announce everything which is cancelled and renewed across their networks. So uh, if you've been following the site you might have noticed a flurry of stories. I've pretty much spent the last sort of 48 hours uh, actually three days just solidly writing and uh, it's been this avalanche of cancellations and renewals so what we're going to do is going to go through first we'll go through all the cancellations then we'll go through the renewals and then we'll talk about some of the new shows which have been picked up that looked interesting we're not going to go through every new show because some of them are things that I not necessarily think are going to survive very long or are very interesting to to us so mm. I've highlighted a few of them that I think might be quite interesting so we're going to go through the cancellations by US Network the, these are only of course the top five US Networks so it's CBS ABC, NBC, Fox, and the CW. There have been a couple of stories come out from some of the smaller networks and the cable stations over there. Not that many, though, and we're not going to cover those here because we'd be here forever if we went through all that as well. Um, it's really the five main networks that we're, we're covering right now. We'll start off with cancellations. Actually, I mean, overall, the UK did fairly well across all the networks. We actually only lost 11 shows which air in the UK to cancellations which is really impressive considering the amount of things that are usually cancelled it's, it's usually a bit of a bloodbath this and it's not been quite as bad as it has been in previous years I mean last year's was a complete slaughter but this year it's, it's actually been reasonably okay there's a few that stung a little bit but uh, it, it's not been too bad so on CBS they cancelled FAM which is the Nina Dovbrev uh, comedy series which he went to onto after Vampire Diaries should have stuck to snogging vampires and uh, Murphy Brown which was a revival of an old joke neither of those aired over here uh, what did ever air over here at Happy Together which was E4 that was a one season comedy starring Damon Waynes Jr this year was not a good year to be a Waynes actually 
and um, Life in Pieces, which I was really sad to, to see go because I thought that was hilarious, that comedy. That aired on Amazon over here. That was canned after four seasons. Uh, Salvation, which went out on Netflix, which I think was a sci-fi show, but I hadn't actually watched it. That was canned after two seasons. They also have a number of shows which are ending. So these aren't cancelled. These are things that are coming to an end and either have aired or will air their final season. That's obviously Big Bang Theory, which everybody knows that's coming to an end. Uh, Criminal Minds is coming to an end with its 15th season and Elementary is coming to an end with its seventh season. Anything out of that lot that you're particularly sad about? I think that Big Bang Theory is the only one in there that I watch and that's getting its final go. season. So that that's fine. Yeah. Um, I think they've only actually got like three episodes left. So Yeah, it's two, uh, yeah, two or three episodes. Soon. We're fairly close to the end now. In fact, I think the finale's gone out in America. We've got two or three episodes over here, so it's not too bad. Over on ABC, again, there's there's only really three shows which are actually air over here. They cancelled a legal drama called The Fix. Kids are all right, splitting up together, take two. Uh, Whiskey Cavalier, I think, is the only one that, uh, out of the ones that don't air over here, which is interesting to us. And that's because Lauren Cohen stars in it, who, who mm. plays Maggie on The Walking Dead. And as you know, we're both Walking Dead fans. So that might mean that we get Maggie back on The Walking Dead for a little bit. Possibly, yeah. They started filming season 10, which is the next season of The Walking Dead uh, for October. Um, last, I think it was like last week or something. So it'd be interesting to see now that she's freed up or and, unless she's got something else planned that yeah, she's she might have. not announced yet because she might already have that. Uh, if they can like fit her in somehow or write her in somehow. But if they've already done most of the script, it, it depends what stage they're at. But yeah, it technically freeze her up in in some sort of way uh, of course the other thing they have to consider is the pay because that's yeah. why she left because they weren't paying her enough um but with like andrew lincoln leaving and the and some of the other big characters maybe they could fit her in it, it yeah. depends what they have planned you could so. you could certainly bring her back for the second half of that season I mean, maybe, that yeah. maybe, yeah. yeah, because although they'll be filming, you can't have her in at the start if they hadn't already done that, if they're already filming those. But mm-hmm. it's, they'll still be writing scripts so as they go through. So you could bring her into the second half of that season if she's now free up to do that. So we'll have to wait and see. But it might mean that we get some Maggie back on Walking Dead. Of the other shows that they cancelled, which did air over here, For the People, which was a legal drama that's uh, gone from Sky Witness after two seasons. So we have got one one more season of that to come. That's a rare misstep for Shondaland, who is the company behind Grey's Anatomy uh, and uh, what else? How to Get Away with Murder, Station 19, I think is theirs as well. So there's a whole bunch of things that Shondaland do. Uh, Shonda Rhimes' company and um, it's very, very rare that their stuff gets canned early. But uh, yeah, for the people gone after two seasons. Uh, Speechless, which I'm really gutted about, but not unexpected. That's gone after three seasons, which means that all the seasons will have gone out on E4 because they ran them pretty much back to back. I am gutted that didn't get picked up till four because it is one of the funniest comedies I've seen in a very, very long time. It wasn't unexpected that, unfortunately, it had not been doing well in the ratings in the US. So it was like I'm somewhere near the bottom of all the shows that air on that network. So we kind of expected it to go, but I, I am very, very sor- sorry to see that go because we have only just got it over here. So, you know, uh, that is a bit of a shame. And Modern Family is coming to an end with its... Um, 11th season but uh, they previously announced that was going to be its final season anyway so we knew that that goes out on sky one over on nbc surprisingly light actually on nbc uh 
Two shows, one which has already been pre- pre-announced, uh, Midnight Texas, that goes out, went out on sci-fi, but we already knew that had been cancelled and both seasons of that had aired. Uh, the one that they did announce over the weekend, Blind Spot, is coming back for a fifth, but it is going to be its final season. And I think that's probably the right thing to do. As we've joked before, there is only so many times you can tattoo something before, <laughs> before it gets as evidently ridiculous. Um, I mean, they've tattooed Jane twice at this point and they've kind of gone on to this this branch where they're they're investigating other things kind of tangentially related to the tattoos it has a shelf life that series and i love it especially with like 23 episodes yeah with 23 episodes as well i mean i i suspect it's going to be i can't remember they announced actually but i think it's probably going to be a shorter run for that final season it's probably like 13 episodes i dropped out after season two and then i heard that season three was like really weird and wacky uh i don't know what even happened in season four right okay Um, um, and yeah, I, I enjoyed like the action and stuff. That's kind of what I was in for it for. I, I was never really like that interested in the tattoos and stuff. And when someone would say, oh, this tattoo means this and that, I'd just sort of say, okay, where where are you going? And like, who yeah. are you going to fight? But yeah, it will free up those people to it's, do cool stuff got, as well. So. It's got funnier. It's turned a bit more into a dramedy as okay. as it's kind of gone through the seasons and you've got to know the characters more. They've, they've added a lot more comedy into it, I think, as well. Uh, so it is a funny show. It's got a lot more drama in it, but it is a funny show as well it's in that mold of kind of bones or castle or you know it's that sort of dramedy level where there is drama but there is a lot of comedy in there as well so um i've i've been really enjoying that though it's it's funny and i will be a little sad to see it go but i think it's probably the five seasons is the right time for it so yeah, uh yeah it's the final season so yeah uh, and it gets the final season which given that it's nbc who are ruthless when it comes to this sort of stuff uh (laughs) i'm very pleased with nbc that they have actually handed it a final season because it would have been very easy for them to just cut it because its ratings haven't been great so the fact that it did actually give it a final season to end it i think is is you know hats off to them thank you nbc for that uh they did cancel three other things which are comedies i feel bad marlin and trial and error but none of those are there over here over on Fox, uh, Fox being the bringer of death network, uh, pretty much always when it comes to these sort of things, they actually were once again the the worst show for the UK viewers as well. They cancelled The Gifted, which had already previously been announced. That's going after three seasons, although not unexpected because, as we've said before, I don't think Marvel are going to want a rogue mutant show running around on somebody else's network when they're trying to make a cohesive Marvel cinematic universe. Yes. So yeah. I, I think there were... Although it was Fox that cancelled it, I don't think Disney are going to be fighting particularly hard to put that anywhere else. That is now gone. Lethal Weapon has been cancelled after three seasons as well. Again, given all the problems behind the scenes on that show, I think that's probably the right thing to do because it seemed a very troubled production. And uh, I mean, I I watched a few episodes of it and it did seem really good, but then they had all those issues with firing Clay Crawford and bringing somebody else in and then Damon Wayne's senior also decided that he wasn't going to do more and then he was and uh, yeah Mm. it's messy Uh, and i'm not hugely surprised that fox have decided they just want to wring their hands of the entire thing at this point that's got three seasons we are waiting for the third season on itv over here they have said they were going to air it but with it now being the final season there's no great rush for them i suspect that if they've already bought it they probably will air it but it may just be something they run out over the summer we don't know the biggest disappointment seems to be the passage which interestingly i think had a lot more love over 
in the UK than it did in the US which was the Mark Paul Goslier drama, which was sort of vampires, sort of zombie-esque kind of vampires, actually, who were created of uh, by a sort of crazy scientist. It's really interesting um, show. And I did quite enjoy the first season, and it's based on a trilogy of books, but unfortunately it's not going to come back for more than one season. Uh, didn't do particularly well in the US, and I suspect it's probably quite expensive to make because there's going to be a lot of visual effects stuff in that. Mm. And and that was only going to get worse given where they ended the first season. But the first season was relatively self-contained. I guess must have followed the arc of the first book. And it does end up at a point where I think you're not going to be overly disappointed that it ended there. I think it comes to a conclusion, but it is something that you could have continued, but it would have been a vastly different show moving forward as well. So I don't know. I mean, two minds about that. I, I enjoyed it and it would have been nice to see where they'd gone for a second season. But, I, you know, I think the first season was self-contained enough that you don't have to worry too much if you've watched it and it's it's not coming back but that was the thing that got the biggest reaction when i when we posted the news that they cancelled the passage so hmm. um interesting that one prove innocent which is legal drama which is going on universal has been doing terribly in the ratings in the us uh, so that's going after one season it's actually not i don't know why it's doing so badly it's it's set at a firm about wrongful conviction lawyers it's perfectly fine it's a perfectly decent procedural legal drama I don't know why it didn't find an audience over there, but it didn't. So uh, that's not coming back after one season. Uh, Star, which is the sort of Empire spin-off about the three singers trio group, that is now cancelled after three seasons that aired on Five Star. And of course, Gotham, we know as well as that has finished airing in the US. We're still waiting for the season to arrive on E4, which is coming reasonably soon, I think. So uh, that is one to look out for. But we knew that was that was on the cards lastly we have the cw who cancelled nothing mm. not a single tv show they have got five shows coming to an end which sort of helped them not need to cancel anything but it's always had the reputation as being the sort of fluffy friendly network the cw when it comes to producing series uh, and certainly if i was a tv producer cw is the network i'd want to pick it up because you have the best chance of anything of getting picked up <laughs> yeah so we're uh, final seasons crazy ex-girlfriend jane the virgin eyes on be supernatural and arrow we know all of those have got final seasons or have aired final seasons side zombies currently running right now supernatural have a final season of starting in the autumn and arrow will have a final shortened season starting in the autumn hats off to cw for that i think that was awesome of them they did really really well We've lost 11 shows in total to cancellation, five of which were due to Fox, and uh, 10 shows coming to an end, five of which are those CW shows. I mean, 21 shows in total, given everything that's been cancelled, is not too bad, I don't think. Uh, mm. and, and as I say, half of those have actually been ended and will have proper conclusions. So, you know, I don't think there's anything particularly bad in there. No, I don't think that anything that, other than a lot of final seasons, which we will, we will have a lot of final seasons this year, including Game of Thrones next week. Yes. There's nothing particular that got cancelled that I was particularly that uh, upset about. Um, I mean, Whiskey Cavalier hasn't even started over here yet. Yeah. But then Maggie's free to, or Lauren's free to go back to Walking Dead, if whatever if that's the case. But no, I think everything else I watched basically got renewed or is getting a final season. So that's pretty yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sort of the same. I mean, I am weirdly. I don't watch that many comedies, and two comedies I do watch, which is Life in Pieces and Speechless, mm. both got canned. Speechless particularly hurt, but I kind of knew that was coming, and it's sort of the same with Life in Pieces. I knew it hadn't been doing as well in the ratings in the US, so it looked like it was going to get renewed, but unfortunately, it hasn't been. So I think from from a shock point of view, Life in Pieces is probably the the biggest surprise, but. There's so much other stuff around, and I am sorry to see them go. But there's nothing that was really like, you know, heart-tearing, gut-punching. There's, there's like there was last year. There was a few shows last year which were like that. And there's nothing this year that's been particularly bad, I don't think, which is, mm. is interesting. I think the UK got off reasonably likely. You know, as I say, the, the things which would have been horrible had they actually been cancelled, things like Arrow and Supernatural and Live Zombie, had those been cancelled, I would have been quite upset. Have, yeah, but as, uh, yeah, I mean, if they'd actually cancelled Supernatural, I think, you know, there would have been riots at <laughs> CW. But yeah. um, all of those have got final seasons coming. So I think that's all fine. Yeah, shows don't last forever, unfortunately. And particularly with Supernatural, 15 seasons, you can't really complain too much about that. No, no, you can't. <laughs> yeah. So on to renewals, uh, we'll kind of run through these quickly as we can. CBS have renewed a bunch of shows which uh, haven't aired over here. But again, uh, with shows that haven't aired over here, the fact that they've got second or new seasons might mean that they get picked up. I, I mean, Mum, which is a show which I think ran on ITV2 and then they dropped it and it's never popped up anywhere else. That's actually been renewed for two seasons. It's going through to season eight. Man with a Plan, which is um, Matt LeBlanc's series, is now on season four and has never been picked up over here, which I'm really surprised by because it's Matt LeBlanc. And you kind of would have thought that somebody would have thought that was a big enough name for to yeah, pick it up. As a, yeah. yeah. So uh, that's weird. But out of stuff that has that does air over here, uh, Blue Blood season 10, uh, Bull for a fourth season, that was a little bit controversial given that there was a sexual harassment suit and they forked out over $9 million in that and they still bought it back, which was, uh, yeah, so that was a little bit of a surprise. Um, huh. FBI, which is hasn't aired yet over here but is coming to Sky One, that's uh, Dick Wolf's new series. Dick Wolf's the guy behind the Chicago franchise, I think, and Law and Order and that stuff so that's his new show that's been bought for a second season Hawaii Five-0 for season 10 MacGyver for season 3 Madam Secretary season 6 Magnum for season 2 which is great uh, all the NCISs so that's main the main show Los Angeles and New Orleans are all back uh, SEAL Team back for a third season SWAT back for a third season and Young Sheldon has been renewed through to season 4 so that was a two season renewal yeah pretty good all those the um, CBS procedural verse which is the sort of right. NCIS yeah. Hawaii Five O MacGyver stuff, Magnum stuff. That's all kind of self-contained. Pretty happy with all those. Real like SWAT, like SEAL Team. I mean, it is pretty much all procedurals, most of that. But you know, if you like procedurals, they they are some of the best CBS do. So uh, so that's good. The only one they are watch is uh, Young Sheldon. So right, uh, okay. and that and that was like that was always like, going to no get doubt, renewed. Really, yeah, so. no doubt at all. Over on ABC, ABC is interesting because there's quite a lot of shows that don't air over here. I'm surprised the Connors hasn't been picked up. Which is the spin-off from Rose? 
Roseanne sort of reboot thing. That has never made it over here, which I was surprised about, but that is, is coming back for a new season. Of the shows that do air over here, Blackish, Fresh Off the Boat, The Goldbergs, Good Doctor, Grey's Anatomy, How to Get Away with Murder, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., The Rookie, Schooled in Station 19. Very happy to have quite a lot of those back. I really like How to Get Away with Murder. Um, Good Doctor's great. Blackish is great. Obviously, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I'm happy that that's back. That's actually renewed through to season seven. So we've got season six coming up this year and then season seven next year. Uh, the Rookie was very much on the fence and it wasn't clear whether that was going to get picked up. Again, I don't know why that was kind of on the bubble because it's a perfectly solid procedural drama and it's got Nathan Fillion in it, who's incredibly watchable in everything. So I was quite surprised that that was sort of teetering on, on renewal or cancellation, but that has got picked up. So I'm glad they've they've given that a second chance. Anything in there other than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., obviously? Do I watch any of those other shows? I haven't. I don't watch like Station 19. I haven't started The Rookie. No, I don't think there's anything else in there. Uh, yeah, happy, happy to have uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. back for another season. Yeah. So, I mean, we've got one coming back at the moment. So, yeah. So, it should be good. So, that's good. Uh, NBC handed out series orders to Manifest, which is actually, I mean, there's a surprising amount of, of NBC shows that, that air actually over here. And uh, they renewed all of them, which is great. Uh, Manifest is the only one that they've renewed which doesn't air over here. And uh, there was a lot of chatter about that. That's the one about the plane that sort of. <laughs> Fly, yeah. flies off comes back and it's been like five years on earth but only an hour for the passengers on the plane so they kind of land to find that everybody else's lives have moved on and they were all thought missing presumed dead stars Joss Dallas from the fairy tale show that was on NBC once upon a time the fact that that's got a second season I think might push somebody to pick it up over here so I think that's quite good news I would hope because there was a lot of chatter about that and nobody seemed to go for it and I think one of the reasons people didn't go for it in the UK the the UK schedulers didn't decide to pick it up or UK buyers didn't pick it up is due to the fact that it, they weren't entirely clear whether it was going to get a second season so now it's got two seasons maybe that will get picked up then, out of the shows which do air over here, you've got uh, The Blacklist, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Chicago Fire, Chicago Med, Chicago PD, Good Girls got picked up, Good Place, Law & Order SVU, New Amsterdam, Superstore, Will and & Grace, and This Is Us have all been picked up. And This Is Us got an epic three-season renewal, which is... Yeah, that's big unheard of I mean you know so that takes it through to season 6 there has been some discussion about whether that means season 6 is going to be the final season but they haven't actually said that's the case they've said we've left it very much open for them it may go on after that but I think they had a story arc worked out to season 6 so that's when they renewed it up to if they then decide that they've got other places to go with it after that they might carry it on but uh, very much a creative decision if it does come to an end I suspect rather than being a network decision so yeah that's renewed through to season six Will and Grace aired on five for the return season over here we're still waiting the second season we don't know whether it's going to pop up or not five have a habit of picking up shows and then dropping them you know so we don't know it's not popped up anywhere yet New Amsterdam I'm happy to have that back that's a, a good procedural The Good Place obviously we're all overjoyed that The Good Place is back for a full season yep uh, and Good Girls uh, third season of that which hurry up May 31st yes because uh, that's where the second two. season 
comes onto Netflix. So uh, yes, and Brooklyn Nine Nine. Obviously, we we knew that was coming back. A lot of people were very happy about that. And the Blacklist. I'm surprised the Blacklist is still going actually, but uh, I'm thoroughly enjoyable. But uh, seventh season for that, which is great. When are ITV putting Superstore back? On? Um, well, they might have done. I might oh, have not noticed. So. It's Superstore's back sometime in the summer for second half of season four, but we don't know exactly oh. when yet. Cool. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to obviously Good Girls, Good Place, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, we'll see what happens with Manifest season two because I've heard some mixed things on on uh, season one. Okay. Uh, well, so this is us. I haven't started yet. Um, That's a brilliant, brilliant show. It's, and, it's weird. Yeah. It's struggled over here, which is why it ended up on more four and why it's taking so long for the next season to get out. But it's an odd one that because it's a mega hit for NBC, but it's been struggling a bit in the UK. But it is coming back to more four later on, as far as we're aware. Uh, so the next season should come out on, on more four later this year. Fox have renewed Last Man Standing, which is the Tim Allen sitcom. That's its second season on Fox in the US. That's come back for an eighth season. But uh, that has aired over here. But since it's moved to Fox, nobody has picked it back up again. So uh, hmm. that's still without a UK home. At the other shows, 911, they've renewed uh, Bob's Burgers, Empire, Family Guy, The Orville, The Resident and Simpsons, which has got renewed through to a 32nd season. <laughs> wow. Ridiculously. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the Orville, they left really late, which had me a little bit nervous. And mm. it's it's a slight oddity that because it's produced by 20th Century Fox and 20th Century Fox is no longer owned by Fox. It's owned by Disney. So there, I think there was probably some paperwork stuff to organize behind the scenes because Fox, yeah. the channel in the US, is still owned by Fox Corporation, whereas 20th Century Fox, which is the production side is now owned by Disney. So whereas they were both under one roof, it now means that it's an external show, not an internal show for Fox, the US network. So there may have been some some organizing behind the scenes. It did get a bunch of tax credits, which makes it cheaper to film in California. So uh, it looked like it was going to come back, but was never 100% guaranteed. So I'm glad they've managed to sort that out. That is back for a new season. Uh, and Family Guy, obviously. And uh, I'm really have to have 911 back but that was never really in doubt it's a that's another really good procedural so mm. um so yeah some some good ones there yeah 911 has been really good this season on, on the second half of season two they've done some like surprisingly good big things as well like yeah. some of the uh this i guess the stunts that they've been pulling off and stuff yeah. um because they had like this big thing with like a plane and uh some stuff at like a bank and everything it's, yeah. uh, it's been really really good so. yeah i i really like that as procedural because although it is technically a procedural it's really clever written and quite different and you know the structure of procedural is basically people investigate something they meet a bunch of characters the second or third one of which is usually the person that did it i mean that that's essentially yeah. the the structure of a procedural and although it is a procedural show it's structured very differently and it makes it far more interesting to follow you know so i i do really really like that show and uh there's more 911 related stuff coming up a bit later but we'll, when we get to the pickup so uh that's something we could talk about and uh you've done a bit of the orville haven't you but you've you kind I, of i saw the pilot and I, I thought it was a 22 23 episode show so i i didn't kind of want to continue but then i found out it was like 13 14 episodes yes so that's kind of pulled me back in a bit so. yeah the the first season's interesting because the first season's kind of more comedy less drama the second season's far more kind of dramedy and it's far closer to kind of Star Trek Next Generation than it is to being a kind of comedy. So it's good. It's 
it's got a really solid balance and it's it's kind of turned into rather than being a comedy sci-fi it's turned into a sci-fi with some comedy which i rather like okay. um, so yeah i i'm really really enjoying that and the the finale of the second season is brilliant it's really interesting so uh, i thought they did a great job with that and seth MacFarlane's doing sterling work on there and i i look to look forward to seeing more of that over on the cw as we said they renewed everything so there are a few shows on the cw which i'm surprised haven't made it over here yet uh legacies and again this this may be to do with the fact that they were all first season shows and maybe they were waiting to see whether they would get a second season there's legacies which is the latest of the vampire diaries set which follows the children of some of the characters out of vampire diaries in the originals that's coming back for a second season roswell new mexico which is a new version of the old tv show roswell that's coming back for a second season in the dark which is a sort of procedural starring a blind person i seem to remember that's coming back for a second season and uh, all american which is an american football show i suspect that you might get that on netflix but at the moment nobody's picked that up and it's an american football drama so I, i'm not hugely surprised nobody's taking that at the other shows that means the 100 is back as is black lightning burden of truth charmed legends of tomorrow dynasty the flash the outpost riverdale and supergirl so that's the entire Arrowverse. uh mm-hmm. quite happy to have burden of truth back that was quite fun and I, i'm surprised they're keeping the 100 going at this point i thought that might have been brought to an end because it seems to morph every single season that show into something yeah. else entirely so i, be- I have a feeling that season seven will be the the last one it, it may it very well of, be it feels a little bit like that so i don't yeah. know anything that's just me guessing but yeah that feels like a good kind of place to end things yeah but, um i mean we don't know what happens yet this season so no no uh it's only just started in the u.s it should be coming in the uk at some point in the next few months hopefully and riverdale of course was going to get renewed for season four i kind of dropped out of riverdale it got very silly last season i so. can't remember what episode i watched last but yeah it got too silly and i was like okay i'm gonna see because some some people said that this season is like falling apart a bit um, yeah it, it's kind of one feeling. of the things were like okay finish this season and just start kind of fresh next season so yeah. it was it was the whole griffin is it griffin and gargoyles yeah that, that's really the thing silly, that's so. the thing that got me as well and i i was like this is getting really stupid so i may go back to it and catch up over the summer but at the moment i'm not watching it weekly so that's all the renewals some good stuff in there and i mean like i say i think the uk did incredibly well out of the renewals there's very very few things which haven't already been picked up apart from the odd one or two shows which were in their first season last year you know like manifest and like legacies and that sort of thing so the fact that they've now got second seasons may inspire somebody to pick them up but overall I, th- I think we've done pretty well and skated through quite a lot of stuff whether that's just UK channels being a lot more cautious about what they pick up or, or what I'm not sure but uh, yeah overall pretty pretty good year from the Friday Night Massacre which is where they usually cancel when we know all the shows I think the UK came up reasonably unscathed out of that so not mm. too bad the only other two things I'm waiting for is uh Black Summer and Dead to Me. So, yeah, and, and, and then those are Netflix shows. Just like I say, they those pop up throughout the year or, you know, Netflix tend to announce a few months after it's been on the system so they can gauge how well it's doing. And, uh, you know, so we may hear over the next few months whether those have got picked up for second seasons, but we'll, we'll have to see. We're only talking the five main networks, as I said at the start. It's only yeah. those at the moment. We're not talking the other stuff. So uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. We will obviously be updating as things come out a 
well over the next few weeks, months, years, <laughs> we'll be updating things on the website. So obviously with shows being cancelled, they need new pickups. And this is what we're now going to talk about. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. So new shows arriving across the various networks. As I said, there are more than this, but I'm not going to go through absolutely everything because that would really would take forever. So just mm-hmm. going to highlight one or two things. We're going to start off here with the CW because we knew some of these shows and we've talked about them before. Batwoman is the first one that has got picked up for a, a full season. This to me seems like a perfectly natural replacement for Arrow. Um, yep. Street level, lots of kind of you know throwing batarangs instead of firing <laughs> arrows at people. But I, you know, it, it seems like the perfect stand-in for Arrow. It, you know, I mean. Arrow basically ended because Stephen Amell wanted to finish it. And, which is fair enough, yeah. Which is absolutely right. Fair enough. Seasons. And, and I mean, they could have maybe morphed it into something else and had somebody else come in as, as Arrow, but I, I can sort of see why they maybe want to rest that one now. And uh, I'm sure you'll see those characters pop up in some of the other shows. Uh, Batwoman, I think, seems like a solid replacement for it. This is obviously uh, Ruby Rose's Kate Kane as, as Batwoman, cousin of Batman. Batman has gone away and he's missing somewhere so she's basically holding down the fort in Gotham we've seen some of this in the crossover because she popped up in that and was really impressed with what they did with her there so yeah. um, I'm looking forward to seeing this as a, as a full new show really I think this could be really cool what they'll probably do and this is just me guessing I don't know anything is they'll probably have you know the, the 10 episodes of Arrow which will include the uh, Crisis crossover yeah. and then probably mid-season for either like 13 or 16 episodes or something Batwoman will probably come in around you know January, February-ish yeah. sort of like what um, like Lightning did for its first season and then it will probably so instead of having a second half of Arrow You'll it will have Batwoman probably, instead. probably Batwoman instead yeah. yeah and like you said yeah the whole vigilante type of type of role it will sort of replace that um, I was impressed with there in the crossover I'm even impressed with you know what what they've kind of shown us so far of her character and everything mm-hmm. i'm excited to go to gotham i, I did a, a podcast last week on um batman not being on tv and the reasons as to why that might happen and this is kind of another like okay we can't show batman for whatever reason but we're gonna do batwoman instead still happy to have batwoman kate kane and, and ruby rose was, mm-hmm. was all good and everything but yeah i'm excited to see what they do with gotham if they introduce like other characters all that all that sort of stuff and yeah, yeah. we'll see where it goes we know we know there are a couple of other characters the most notable one's probably Batwing which mm. he's going to be joining the show uh, Luke Fox as Batwing who is son of Lucius Fox so uh, he, okay. he's in it and uh They've got a few other characters as well who, who may or may not turn into various different uh, villains. You've got uh, Dugray Scott, who's great. He's been in Fear the Walking Dead and uh, was the main villain, I think, in Mission Impossible 2. He's playing the father. Who did he play in Fear? I have no idea. I don't. Okay. I haven't really kept up with Fear. I think he's in season three or four because it's a season that I haven't got to yet. So I think. Okay. So, um but I, I think he I was a main character for all, a season. So. Uh, but yeah, Dugray Scott as the uh, as Jacob Kane, the father. 
of uh, Kate. So um, yeah, it looks looks really interesting. That I think I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, in terms of other spin-offs, we've got Katie Keene, which is a kind of spin-off of well, sort of is a spin-off now of Riverdale. Although Katie Keene as a character has never appeared in Riverdale, they have moved Josie of Josie and the Pussycats across from Riverdale into this show. So uh, Katie Keene musical dramedies uh, centers on the lives and loves of four iconic Archie comics characters, including the fashion legend to be Katie Keene, singer-songwriter Josie of Josie and the Pussycats McCoy, played by Ashley Murray, who was in Riverdale, a mysterious socialite called Pepper Smith, played by Julia Chan from Saving Hope, and um, the uh, Broadway-bound performer George Lopez and his drag queen alter ego Ginger, played by Johnny Bushcamp from Penny Dreadful. So uh, those are the sort of four main leads in it. And it sounds like it could be quite a kind of fun musical, you know, it's going to be very much in the vein of sort of the Riverdale kind of stuff, that kind of angsty team drama, but set mm-hmm. in a city by the sounds of it. Uh, yeah. From the people behind Riverdale, it's Greg Belanti as well. And it's going to be very much the same sort of thing, I think. As I say, we've both kind of dropped away from Riverdale this this season. So whether this is something I'll go and watch, I don't know. But I might I might give it a quick look and see see what it's like. I mean, once Riverdale gets away from its current season plot thing, I'll jump back. I'm not like out on Riverdale. I'm just out on this season's weird plot. So yeah, but yeah. In terms of the other spinoffs, I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with them, and it just depends if they're if they're good or not. Yeah, because of course, That's... Sabrina was originally planned as a spinoff mm. for yeah. uh, CW, and then Netflix waved a massive <laughs> season order at them, and they uh, and they went and put it over there. So it's now not technically collected anymore, even though it is sort of part of the same universe. I'm glad they've got at least one spin-off out of it. That's good. And uh, Nancy Drew is the other thing, which we've talked about quite recently on the show as well. Kind of updated version of, of Nancy Drew, which is the classic book character, stars newcomer Kennedy McCann as the 18-year-old Nancy, who is supposed to be leaving her hometown for college, but a family tragedy strikes, which holds her back another year. She finds herself embroiled in a ghostly murder investigation and along the way uncovers secrets that run deeper than she ever imagined uh comes from the creators of runaways and gossip girl josh schwartz and stephanie savage noga landu who was a writer on the magicians penned the pilot script so uh yeah i mean it's got some interesting people behind it i mean nancy drew's not kind of a huge thing over here it was much more a bigger kind of american book uh but you know i i think that's interesting that they managed to finally bring this to screen there's been a few variations of nancy drew kicking around including ones that turn her into a 30-year-old police detective and stuff, which made no sense at all. So this this version seems to stick far closer to the book version than any of the other ones that they've been talking about, which I think is probably quite sensible because that's sort of the thing, the teen detective thing is sort of the thing that makes her unique. So, you know. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, having the Gossip Girl and Runaways people behind it, I think is a really, really smart move. Runaways is a good show. Gossip Girl, I haven't actually seen, but I'm told is a very good show was a very good show so uh so yeah one to look out for whether that gets picked up over here we'll have to wait and see but it is sort of a known name so i think maybe somebody will take that but for the riverdale spin also it makes sense if netflix pick those up i yeah uh, i think it, so. then they could kind of do a star trek discovery sort of thing where they've, yeah. they've got it all in one place i i, so. I suspect netflix will go for katie Keene. Mm. you know assuming it's not dreadful which i suspect it won't be yeah i, I would have thought they'll go for that plus netflix is good at saying like hey you watch this thing this thing similar and that's where they could put them in so yeah exactly yeah. um 
of a couple of the other pilots which we have talked about there was you might remember we talked a lot about there was a lost boys potential pilot coming that isn't completely dead um, but they have booted it back to the producers for some reworking and recasting. It wasn't as strong as the CW would have liked, but they do quite like the idea of a Lost Boys TV show still. So um, the original version of the pilot star, Tyler Posey from Team Wolf, it's not clear who they might recast. It may be that he's fine and they're recasting some of the other characters. We don't know, but it looks like that will come back round again, but it's it's going back for some reworking. The Jane the Virgin spin-off, Jane the Novella, is not moving forward at all that is dead so uh, those that's the status of the other pilots over on uh, the cw um moving on to fox a couple of interesting shows they picked up over there filthy rich which is starring kim cattrall who you will know from sex in the city amongst many many other things uh this is kind of interesting and they're kind of picked this up as a new pairing for empire and you'll sort of see why when i read the description uh it's not related to empire but it has a very similar vibe to it uh it's the story of a uh, wealthy ceo of the world's largest christian network who dies in a plane crash whilst mourning their loss his wife and adult children are stunned to discover that he has grown legitimate kids who are also in his will. Uh, Kim Cattrall plays the matriarch of the family who tries to pay the uh, illegitimate children to go away, but these newly legitimised heirs now have different ideas and insist that they'll only stay in town to become part of the family's empire. So it very much has that kind of empire feel to it of people kind of invading this structured empire instead of being a music network it's a christian massive kind of corrupt christian network is the idea um it's got really good cast though kim cattrall you've got uh cory cott from the good fight uh olivia macklin who was in the young pope markel young who's in the comeback you've got david denham who was in the outcast and office uh gerald mcraney who was in 24 legacy and uh house of cards and played the old doctor in this is us as well so um good bunch of people in there it's actually based on a new zealand drama which was called um, also called filthy rich as well ran for three seasons it's actually been kicking around the network for a while it comes from the uh, critically acclaimed and multi-award winning director of The Help, the movie. And uh, it's been kicking around for a while because Tate Taylor, who is the director and writer of the show, basically he had too many movie commitments and uh, they couldn't kind of nail him down to come and actually shoot the pilot so that's now all been sorted in these uh, mm. which is why they bought it but uh yeah I, I think kind of sounds interesting i quite like empire i've kind of dropped away from it a little bit recently just because there's been too many other stuff on to watch but uh i like him control and this sounds like a great kind of scenery chewing role for us i think this could be quite good yeah i mean in terms of i never i've never seen empire uh my only music sort of show has been nashville and that finished right yeah gosh that finished was it last year this year i can't remember um um, but yeah, so with a spin-off, I wouldn't necessarily be interested. But um, I mean, for those that like Empire, hopefully they they like the yeah. show as well. As, so. as I say, it's not it isn't directly a spin-off of Empire. Um, they've just pitched it as being something that is in the very similar kind of vein to Empire. So mm -hmm. it's it's the two shows aren't connected, but they're kind of thinking that the two have a very similar sort of feel to it. It's also very much a kind of dynasty type 
feel to it as well you know so i mm. i think if you like those sort of shows that'll be one to look out for but that's called filthy rich again none of these will have uh uk pickups yet because they've only just been picked up in the us so another one which i think we have mentioned before uh prodigal son which looks really interesting centers on malcolm bright paid by thomas Payne, who was of course jesus in the walking dead he's a criminal psychologist who has the gift of knowing how serial killers think that's because he has studied one up close his own father played by michael sheen known as the notorious serial killer the surgeon bright uses his talents to help the nypd solve crimes and stop killers all while dealing with his manipulative mother an annoyingly normal sister and a homicidal father still looking to bond with the prodigal son his own constantly evolving neurosis again this has got another really really solid extended cast i mean it's got great leads i mean tom Payne. it's, it's interesting they released a shot of tom Payne without the beard and like long hair mm. he's got short yeah. hair and he's shaven <laughs> just like i don't recognize that guy but uh yeah so tom Payne, who played jesus in the walking dead uh michael sheen who you know from a million different movies so i'm really i mean i adore that guy he's great other cast includes lou diamond phillips who you know from longmire and um things like the young guns fil- films and a million other things uh so he's in there aurora perinu who is in chasing life and into the dark you've got frank hartz who is in billions you've got kyoto ajina who was in gilmore girls played um the best friend and uh, the first bellamy young who was in scandal so it's a really interesting cast that they've put together for that and two great leads so i've got very high hopes for that series now i rather suspect that'll get picked up over here particularly just because michael sheen's in it i think um it wouldn't <laughs> surprise me if that ends up on fox in the uk actually it's got fox uk written all over it that show yeah they could do a bit of uh walking dead advertising yeah. type stuff couldn't they for that, <laughs> yeah so <laughs> he yeah. might he might be gone in the main show but come and see him in this <laughs> one uh so yes yeah. uh, prodigal son that's called so keep an eye out for that one uh, another fox show next which is described as a propulsive fact-based thriller about the emergence of a deadly rogue artificial intelligence that combines pulse-pounding action with a layered examination of how technology is invading our lives and transforming us in ways we do not yet understand. A Silicon Valley pioneer discovers that his own creation of powerful AI might spell global catastrophe and teams up with a cybercrimes agent to find a villain unlike anything they've ever seen, one whose greatest weapons against us is ourselves. So, I mean, that's the description for it, which already sounds kind of nicely sci-fi and sort of interesting, I thought. Mm. Um, the thing that piqued my interest for this is it comes from Manny Koto, who is probably best known more recently for being writer on 24 and one of the co-creators of 24 Legacy. But he has got a bit of a sci-fi background. He's also written on things like uh, Dexter. He was involved in Star Trek Enterprise as well, uh, Odyssey 5 which was a short-lived series which he created as well which was brilliant um he's written on the outer limits so you know he he knows these kind of weird strange areas so you know i i think this has quite a lot of potential cast includes john slattery who was in mad men and veep fernanda andronand who was in uh, the first and here and now michael mosley who was in ozark and longmire i don't know seems like a solid cast seems like a solid person behind creating it. it's got a nice kind of sci-fi premise to it i mean it's very hard to say whether yeah without seeing it but uh, hopefully we'll get some trailers this week for some of these shows so we'll yeah. be able to get a better idea of them but uh, yeah i think next that's called and that's one that i think will be interesting to look out for well it's from the people that created my favorite show of all time and my favorite character of all time 24 yes. and jack bauer so sign me up yeah, uh, yeah and definitely. sure i don't mind a bit of a sci-fi angle that could 
be pretty good. Uh, of course, I don't know what it's going to be like. We'll, we'll have to wait for a trailer. But uh, yeah, it seems like it's got a good cast and everything. And um, it's from those those guys. So it should be very, very good. Sign me up. Yeah. And uh, this one came out of the blue as well. Um it's called 911 Lone Star. So, as you might expect, it's a spin off of 911. Uh, it stars Rob Lowe, who you'll know from a million different things. It's from the people that created 911. And stars Rob Lowe as a New York cop who, along with his son, relocates to Austin and must try and balance saving those who are at m- their most vulnerable with solving problems in their own life. So, the, the description doesn't give a huge amount of weight. It's basically kind of from the team that made 911 stars Rob Lowe. It's set in Austin, Texas. Who who knows? But it wasn't on any of the lists. It just sort of, they announced it last night. I was Mm. like, oh yeah, we're making this. So they had been talking about a 911 spinoff, but they were kind of a bit vague about what they were going to do. And then they've come back with this, which is kind of interesting. So yeah, I have to wait and see. But it's Mm. Ryan Murphy and Tim Tim Miner. Tim Miner's an angel Joss Whedon alumni. So I love his writing. And I adore Rob Lowe. I think he's brilliant. So yeah, 911 Lone Star, that's called. We'll have to see if that gets picked up over here. That's not arriving until next year. So it's probably going to land January in the US. We'll have to see if somebody picks it up this side of the Atlantic. It might be good. Yeah, it, it's a bit. We don't really know that much about it. But yeah, but yeah, I, it's, it's one of those. It's one of those that I'm more excited for the cast and the people behind it than than the description <laughs> of the show. Really. Yeah. Moving on to NBC, they have Lincoln, which is uh, based on the Bone Collector, which they actually did as a movie with Angelina Jolie starred in it. I seem to remember. So this is going to be a TV series based on the same novel follows former NYPD detective and forensic genius Lincoln Rhymes played by Russell Hornsby who's uh, just been in the recently cancelled Prove Innocent and he was in Grimm he's at the top of the game until a serious accident at the hands of a notorious serial killer forces him out of the field if you remember the film he's basically bedridden so uh, when Amelia Sash is um, played by Ariella Kebble, who was in Midnight Texas and Vampire Diaries. She's an intuitive young officer who's got her own gift of profiling, finds herself hot on the killer's trail. Rhyme, in turn, finds a partner in the new game of Cat and Mouse. So they basically team up. I kind of like the movie. Uh, I've not read the books, but I kind of like the premise for it. It's sort of, you know, he's this bedridden cop. She's sort of the young one who's trying to sort of you know, close out this case and chase down this serial killer. So it's another sort of serial killer thing. I do wonder whether it's got legs after one season. That would be my only issue with it. But yeah, what happens at the end of season one? And yeah, once they've caught the serial killer and, you know. But then the NBC are quite good at doing that, as we've shown with Blindspot, which really shouldn't right. have lasted. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that was a one-season premise and they managed to string that out. So, you know, I mean, it could turn into a just a bog-standard procedural, but we'll have to wait and see. But it, yeah, interesting particularly if you like the Bone Collector novels one to watch out for also on NBC Sunnyside which we mentioned I think I think we mentioned this last week. I may be wrong about that. Things are blurring into one. Uh, Sunnyside <laughs> is a uh, Sunnyside is an immigrant comedy from Carl Penn. Um, Starts a, a former New York City councilman who finds his calling when faced with six recent immigrants in the need of help in search of American dream. And like of a lot of shows of this sort, they're actually using genuine immigrant actors. So the actors are so, from sort of all around the world to take the role of the immigrants that he's helping. So uh, they are all actors, but there are actors from across the world the interesting thing about this one is it's from Carl Penn and writer-producer Matt 
Murray, who wrote on The Good Place, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Parks and Rec, and Michael Shaw, who's the creator of uh, The Good Place and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So with that sort of pedigree behind it, it's going to be one to watch out for, I think, this one. Even if you don't like the initial sounding of the premise, I think this is going to be one which is worth watching. Uh, It's called Sunnyside, that one. It's going out on NBC in the US. Again, no UK pickups yet because it's way too early for that. We also have uh, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, which is is another comedy. Uh, This one just sounds bonkers. It stars Jane Levy as Zoe Clark, a whip-smart computer coder forging her way in San Francisco. After an unusual event, she starts to hear the innermost wants and desires of the people around her through songs. So at first she questions her own sanity, but soon realises this unwanted curse may just be an incredibly wonderful gift. And it also gives them a perfect excuse to put on large musical numbers, essentially. I just think it sounds like a wonderfully bonkers premise. Uh, Mm. I I believe Crazy Ex-Girlfriend was a similar sort of idea of this kind of fantasy world where she goes on off and breaks off into song and dance routines but i like that it's rather more integrated directly into the story with this it's a weird show maybe for nbc but we used to sort of say oh these weird things never work on nbc but then they doing extremely well with the good place so you know maybe they've turned a corner on that um so yeah i'm sort of intrigued to see this we'll have to wait and see what it comes out like and whether it whether it's any good or not but uh, I, I rather like the idea of that it sounds wonderfully bonkers over on CBS there is Evil which comes from the creators of The Good Wife Robert and Michelle King a battle between science and religion that focuses on the sceptical clinical psychologist who joins a priest in training and a blue collar contractor to investigate supposed miracles demon possessions and extraordinary occurrences to see if there is a scientific explanation or something truly supernatural in the works interesting shift of direction from the creators of kind of political shows which is basically <laughs> what they've been doing with the good wife and the good fight uh stars katia herberts who was in westworld mike coulter who was luke cage uh michael emerson who was in lost and person of interest and asif mandif yeah. who was in blue bloods and a series of fortune events and was on the daily show for a while as well the the cast behind this and the people behind it have me really interested in it. and it sounds like an intriguing premise a sort of supernatural it's almost like a sort of x file type thing, a supernatural x file type thing, which, I don't know, sounds sounds interesting, I thought, this one. Yeah, I like uh, Michael Emerson and I like Mike Coulter. Um, yeah. So it'd be tr- interesting to see, because they haven't been on the show together, have they? I don't think no, so. No, I don't think so. So um, that one might be quite interesting. Like, like with a lot of these, we'll see where they go. Yeah, so. uh, I think there may be a trailer out for that um i think they've actually already released it but i haven't posted it yet because it came out just before we came to record if there is i'll post that up um we've got fbi's most wanted which is another cbs show this is basically a spin-off from the other fbi series uh we haven't seen the main fbi series so i mean the fact that they've released a spin-off and of course it's dick wolf the person behind law and order in chicago who loves a (laughs) spin-off fbi seems to have gone down well this could be quite good as well is on the fugitive task force of the FBI and tracks down and captures notorious criminals on the FBI's most wanted list. Uh, Julian McMahone, who was in Nit Tuck and Runaways, is the lead in it. So I like him as an actor. Same people behind FBI and the Chicago franchise, the Law and Order franchise. That has Sky Witness written all over it. So I suspect that is going yeah. to turn up at some point, but we'll have to wait and see. There is a comedy called 
Bob Hart's Abishola, which comes from the legendary Chuck Lorre, who is the man behind Big Bang, Two and a Half Men, a million other, like, completely hitting them out of the park series. Mm. Um, it follows Bob, played by Billy Gardell from Mike and Molly, who, is, after having a heart attack, falls in love with his Nigerian nurse. That's the basic setup for it, which is really, really slim. The only reason I really put this in is because of the fact that it's Chuck Lorre. And he's got so many hits under his belt at this point that you really can't rule it out. Uh, I mean, there's probably other characters in there and stuff that they'll they'll introduce. I, I'm sure um, there will be. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's a load yeah. of other people in, in, in it, but um, yeah, there there is that coming. So who knows? Over on ABC, we've got uh, well, what has been referred to as the untitled Colby Smulders show, but uh, is is previously known as Stumptown because it's based on a comic book which was called Stumptown. Um, oh. This stars Colby Smulders as a strong, assertive, and sharp-witted army veteran with a complicated love life, gambling debt, and a brother to take care of in Portland, Oregon. Her military intelligence skills make her a great PI, but her unapologetic style puts her in the firing line of hardcore criminals and not quite in the alliance with the police. So, I mean, I put this in because it's based on a comic book. I think I think it's a Vertigo comic book, where I'm not entirely sure, which is called Stumptown. But it's Colby Smulders, who's just fabulous. So, Yeah, um, and she recently had a show cancelled, uh, Friends with College. Yes. Which sucks, because uh, yeah, I like so, that show. Yes, great to have her back on, on a sort of mainstream show. I don't know how well this will do on ABC, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I, we don't know what they're going to call it. My guess is that... Stumptown, I guess, is some sort of clash with something else in the US for that. Maybe that's why they're deciding to possibly change the title. But uh, we'll, we'll wait and see what that turns out to be called. We've got Emergence, which is a character-driven genre thriller starring Alison Tolman, who was in Good Girls, and Fargo as Joe, a sheriff who takes a young child in that she finds near the site of a mysterious accident, who has no memory of what has happened. The investigation draws her into a conspiracy larger than she ever imagined, and the child's identity is at the centre of it all. So this is basically, I mean, on paper, the setup to Blindspot, um, but with a kid, pretty much. <laughs> Whether it's going to go, I mean, it describes it as a genre thriller. So whether it's going to go down a bit more of a sci-fi route, possibly, I don't mm. know. Alison Tolman's great. I mean, she's wonderful in Good Girl. She was great in Fargo. Uh, for, who knows? Comes from Michelle Fazakis and uh, Tara Butters, who were the people behind Kevin Probably Saves the World, which never had out here, but Reaper, which was a really funny series. Uh, really, really enjoyable, slightly weird series uh and also paul mcgigan who is the director of sherlock victor frankenstein he's also doing the um new mark gattis and um sherlock couples uh, new dracula series he's doing that as well so uh yeah i don't know he's it's sort of interesting sounding by the looks of things it's got um donald Faison in it from uh, scrubs as well so oh, okay. i don't know i mean as i say it's 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 an interesting one that because it, it really does have the exact same setup pretty much to blind spot which is bizarre so i'll have to wait and see 
couple more shows. Mixedish, which is another spin-off from Blackish, which has already got another spin-off called Grownish. So this is the second spin-off series. Uh, this one follows the character of Bo, who's the, the mother in the family, and uh, goes back to the 80s and uh, talks about her sort of growing up in a mixed-race family. So that's the basic premise for that one. That's probably going to do well if you're a fan of Blackish and you're a fan of Grownish. You're probably going to like Mixedish, I suspect. Yeah. Bit of a no-brainer sort of pickup for them, I would have thought. And last Lastly, we have For Life, which comes from the creator of The Last Ship, Hank Steinberg, and 50 Cent. It's 50 Cent getting involved in TV shows again. It stars Nicholas Pinnock, who you might have seen on Counterpart, and it's inspired by the life of a real-life guy called uh, Isaac White Jr. Story follows Aaron, a prisoner who becomes a lawyer, litigating cases for other inmates while fighting to overturn his own life sentence for a crime he didn't commit. So um, I think this it's obviously a sort of procedural-ish thing, but I think sounds kind of like it could be quite gritty and is an interesting setup where you've got, you know, the lawyer is also the prisoner, which I, I, I think that looks like it quite good. And Nicholas Pinnock is a fabulous actor. So uh, that's called For Life, that one. And um, looks like it could be quite interesting. So we'll have to wait and see. But uh, again, with all these shows, none of them have UK air dates yet. Uh, we don't know what's going to get picked up. We don't know what isn't. I mean... Anything particular stand out of that list for you? Only the um the thing from the guys from Twenty Four. It's called Fix or something. Next. Next. Yes. Yeah. Um. Other than that, I mean, the thing with Tom Payne in it could, yes. could be interesting, just to see kind of what what he does in the role and everything. Yeah. Um. But a lot of them are like you know procedurals and stuff, which I'm probably not going to watch a lot of them. But uh, yeah, yeah there's, there's some stuff that, that stands out in there. So. Yeah. I mean, and obviously the Batwoman series. Though, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, out of that probably Batwoman, Filthy Rich, maybe. Certainly, I mean, out of the non-kind of straight genre stuff, I, I guess Prodigal Son, which is the Tom Payne thing, and Next, which is the the one that comes from Manny Koto, I, I think those are probably top of the list of the things I want to see. I quite want to see Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist just because it sounds completely ridiculous. And Evil does sound quite interesting. I just remembered, you know, uh, the, the musical one you just mentioned? Yeah. Is that the is that the woman from the, that show, Suburgatory? I couldn't think of what the name was called when you was reading the thing out. Yes. Uh, but I just remembered. Is that her? Because I, I remember seeing a picture of this and it was a bit more zoomed out and I couldn't quite see. But it sort of looked a lot like her and I haven't seen her in anything since yes. that. Yes, it is. She has been okay. in a few things other than that, but it's the woman from Suburgatory. Cool. Yeah, that might be cool. So yeah, I mean, that looks interesting. Emergence possibly as well, which is the one starring Alison Tolman about the sheriff. I think maybe there are some interesting ones in there and like an evil, the uh, one from the good wife creators, the supernatural kind of drama mm. from that. Yeah. I think it looks like it could be quite interesting because that looks like it's got a good cast. So we'll have to wait and see what gets picked up and what doesn't. It's so hard to tell sometimes what the bias will go for over here. But uh, not short of TV, I, I think it's fair to say. No, no, we're already not. Let them <laughs> yes, it's going to be even less so. short of TV. So, uh, you know, and as I say, we did really well not losing shows this year. You know, only 11 gone, the, and most of those were relatively early runs. So it's going to be an interesting season coming up. And we still have all the things from, you know, HBO, and we have stuff coming yeah. from Netflix and Amazon. And I mean, Amazon's got some huge, huge shows coming up in the next few years and you've got things like The Witcher coming from Netflix and I mean you yep. know Lord of the Rings Amazon yeah 
So and uh, what's the other Hulu thing? Um, no, I'm thinking of Watchmen. Yeah, HBO. Well, yeah, who, yeah, you've got Watchmen on HBO. You've got um, a couple oh, of Handmaid's Mar- Tale coming back. Yeah, Handmaid's Tale of. coming yeah. back. You've got a couple of new Marvel shows coming to uh, Hulu. You've also got all the new Mar- Marvel and Disney stuff coming to Disney Plus when they eventually launch that over here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's there's a lot. There is a lot. <laughs> Certainly not short of entertainment. Uh, speaking of which, here's some highlights for next week on tv highlights for next week we have uh smilf coming back for its second season that is the uh frankie shaw's semi-autobiographical comedy that is coming to sky atlantic on the 15th of may at 10 45 we've got new amsterdam which is back for the second half of the first season that's i think all dumped on as a box set that's on the 15th of may that returns to amazon prime last leg the uh, topical comedy series that is back on the 17th of may at 10 p.m that's on the friday uh also on the 17th of may the rain season two is uh mm. returning that's yeah 17th of may so that'll be on the uh the friday you watched the first season that didn't you yeah i really enjoyed it it's i mean the basic premise is like you know this rain is coming down and you if it touches your skin or touches you or whatever then it'll burn you up or do whatever it does and, and kill you so like that kind of thing of the the society is like okay why is this yeah. happening you have to shelter yourself and it's sort of it, it's what, kind what of a fit, it? feel of a zombie zombie drama without there being zombies <laughs> Right, you got the rain instead. Yeah. yeah so, um, so, uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's Scandinavian draft for that one, isn't it? So it's uh, it's foreign language. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're seventeenth of May for the rain season two. Uh, what we do in the shadows, which is this this wonderfully funny comedy series based around a group of vampires that have been roommates for hundreds of hundred years, trying to cope in the modern world. That's coming to BBC Two on the nineteenth of May at nine forty-five. I'm very much looking forward to that. And we have. Gentleman Jack, which you've probably seen adverts for all over the place. This is Saran Jones as Gentleman Jack, inspired by the true stories and journals of Anna Lister. 19th of May at 9pm for that, on BBC One for that. And uh, that's everything for for this week. (laughs) Uh, It's been a bit of a monster show. So, um, yes, no time for an interview. So, uh, yes. Anything else you want to mention? Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at eTalkUK. Of course, me and David have got Game of Thrones to finish off uh, yes. in the next two weeks. I have things uh, to say about the episode this week. <laughs> oh, have you seen it? I've, yes, I watched I, it this morning. I've seen some stuff about it, but I haven't. Uh, I haven't been. I haven't been spoiled on anything though. Good, um, good. All I heard was like Cersei did something. Is like sure. She, I, I bet she did. Yes. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be, of course, finishing that off, and that will be the first ever final season entertainment talk has ever covered ah, in three cool. years. So yeah. Uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter at eTalkUK for all of that stuff. Yes. Well. So follow follow matt over there for all that lovely content and uh, get listening to the reviewing westeros podcast which comes out every wednesday over on entertainment talk uh, for us we will have an awful lot of stuff going up this week on top of the stuff which i mean i wrote 20 30 stories over the last <laughs> like 48 hours so there is a whole ton of information if you want more information about any of the shows plus there was a bunch in there that we didn't actually mention if you want to know about all that stuff that's all up on geektown.co.uk we should have some trailers going up hopefully this week for some of those shows as well so go and check out geektown.co.uk for all the latest stuff on that uh, if you want to get us in touch for your questions or comments email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk leave a message on the website post find us at geektown on twitter on facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown on youtube at youtube.com forward slash geektown and on instagram at geektown uk that is everything we shall see you next week bye-bye goodbye
Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. <laughs> 